0: undisclosed location high in the Hollywood Hills, it's time once again for the Long Shot. Tonight, Philadelphia, Palm Springs, the Archduke Ferdinand, working for a relative, plus very special guest, Greg Proops. And now, please welcome the host of the Long Shot, Sean Conroy. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Good evening and welcome to The Long Shot. I am your host, Sean Conroy. With me today on the program... The human amazement, Mr. Jamie Phenomenon, is here. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm um, excited Thank to be here. You. Yeah. Thank you, Jamie. I appreciate I that. I appreciate the work you put in. So I thought that was that a out. good one. Uh, the cherry on top, Miss Amber Kenny is here.
1: Hello. It's so nice to all be here. Oh, yes. So oh, was that nice. that a spoiler alert? So
0: nice. <laughs> and just in case you didn't know what Amber was implying or you didn't hear his voice already, <laughs> the bitter Buddha is here, Mr. Eddie Pepito.
2: Hello, everybody. I'm I'm back from my travels. And, uh, oh, are you indeed. I feel, Thank you for I feel informing ner- us of I, that. I feel nervous. Yes, well, I have tremendous insomnia on the road. You know that? Tremendous insomnia. Really mm-hmm. fucked up insomnia. You some can't nights. sleep when you're traveling. Well, no, no. Some nights, I, well, usually after the show, after the show or shows. There's one show where show I show or did, shows. There's well show
0: of. Do you ever see your show of shows? <laughs> yes, Sid <laughs> Caesar. The, the best, that yeah, was yeah. the best. It's great stuff. Uh, so best. what happened after the show? He became ravaged, Sid Caesar. <laughs> ravaged by
2: i think it was alcoholism uh-huh mm. <laughs> so what happened and he also fought the network's tooth and nail it drove carried a, him gun briefcase. Crazy. Carried a gun in his he briefcase
0: carried a gun he did not did he yep
2: sid caesar carried a gun in his briefcase correct now i think comed- we should bring that back for comedians <laughs> yes sketch
0: comedians that would certainly get me more spots at the improv. <laughs> <laughs> a gun um, but
1: if everybody had one all right
0: well let's start today with amber amber what's going on with you
1: well, I spent last weekend in Palm Springs. Very
0: nice. It's very, very warm mm. there. It was 150 <laughs> degrees there the last time. Gays we and grays. Gays and grays. Gays and grays, and very hot temperatures. <laughs> we
1: all went together, and it was crazy hot last year. It Wait, was. W- oh, was oh, we all this, yeah. this
0: podcast took yeah. a trip. Was that last year? It was
1: Fourth of July last oh, year. Wow,
0: wow! Remember the fireworks? We've grown so much. No. Fireworks. All right, go (laughs) ahead. That was
1: the year before. We've been doing this a long time.
0: Holy shit. Yeah,
2: we drove, I just remember driving into a wall of heat, (laughs) like just a a fucking fireball of heat, like Mm -hmm. special effects on a movie. Animals were running towards (laughs) us. (laughs) Yes, animals (laughs) were running towards us. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? 130 degrees driving into
0: it. Yeah.
1: Well, it was very- To do a podcast. It
0: was sort of like like being on a spaceship into the sun. (laughs) (laughs) To do a podcast in a hotel room. That was it freezing. was fun, though. Well, our pool was okay, fun. Okay, recapping season three. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Available you can get that all. <laughs> so go ahead, Amber. You went to Palm Springs. It was
1: very temperate last weekend. In fact, I would say it was almost cold on Saturday. Ooh. Tough to go swimming, Blue. but it warmed up <laughs> throughout the weekend. Oh, well, that's nice. Uh, and it's funny that you mentioned gays and grays. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes, it is.
1: It was. We were staying at a different hotel, but a, a little...
0: Not movie time? Movie colony, Colony. no. Movie colony, movie time.
1: We we stayed at... It's movie
2: time, folks. (laughs) Like, every five seconds. Welcome to movie time. It's movie time. (laughs) Every five seconds is a W.C. Fields short. (laughs) You know Fields died not 20 feet away from here. It's just that, like, let's all go
1: to the movies. Like, in loop. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the popcorn dancing. That was the lobby. Oh. Let's
0: all go to the lobby. Damn it. God damn it. So what happened? Give us some highlights.
1: Well, uh... Stayed uh, at a different hotel. That's a highlight. 13 Palms... And it's one of those like tiny hotels, very very nice. There's I think like seven beds. So there's different rooms, but you kind of, it's sort of communal. Oh,
0: they're not all in the same room?
1: No. <laughs> it's not. Is that an immigrant? Seven bunks. <laughs> You'll be
0: staying with the Harringtons tonight? <laughs> They'll be rolling cigars. Well, there's
2: seven of them?
1: I <laughs> was the only girl staying at the ho- whole hotel and the only heterosexual at the ho- whole hotel. Well, you oh, don't know that gosh. for
2: sure. I so do now know that. You, know,
1: no, now
0: you never know anyone's sexuality for I do. For sure.
1: We talked about it. We, all right. <laughs> there's only seven beds. Have you
0: guys met in the common room?
1: <laughs> well, the pool. Uh That's sort of the common room. Mm -hmm. So I felt a little out of place. And then uh, my boyfriend, Jeff, came down.
0: Larry Hoddle did (laughs) her.
1: To meet me on Sunday. And I felt a little bit bad about putting him in that situation. But he could hang. Why? Well, it's like I could barely keep up with the conversation. It was very.
0: What what does that mean?
1: Like it was very. Uppity. Sassy. (laughs) (laughs) Very sassy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He could
0: keep up with that.
2: Like Will and Gracie.
0: Type well, let thing. me tell you something, girlfriend. <laughs> like that kind of shit.
1: I think so. I, like, oh god, this is the worst. I'm gonna. Those get fired.
0: shoes are horrible, by the way. No, that no, kind of thing. What no, are you talking no, about, Amber? No, no. Trench I, warfare well, in like, World War One was so <laughs> fucking dirty.
1: I
2: think that... Uh, Imagine that if that's what Gay's <laughs> really... Ta- oh, honey, I- don't even get me started. Oh, my God. Why did they assassinate the dude from Sarajevo? <laughs> the Archduke Franz the Ar- Ferdinand? Why are they?
0: That's
3: bullshit. tell you, I'd like to
0: assassinate Franz <laughs> Ferdinand the band.
2: <laughs> Stick a
0: fist in him and call it a day. You don't have to kill him. All right. Take it easy, honey.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't... It, it- <laughs> It just The like,
0: fisting of the Archduke Ferdinand was actually what started Archdu- World War I. Right, the
1: fisting of
2: Archduke Ferdinand started World War One. <laughs> in the gay version.
0: Yes. So what happened? Uh, Every war has a gay was... version. Let's be honest. <laughs> Every
2: war has a gay version. They're all in really tight, tight shorts instead of...
1: Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> right. it, it
2: was... Welcome to Palm Springs. We are going to reenact World War One. our way. <laughs> <laughs> pearl Harbor,
0: more like pearl necklace. That's what started World oh War boy. II. Oh my god. <laughs> Why aren't there any fucking scones for this talk about <laughs> oh,
1: World so War II? Also, I'm not
0: just gay, I'm British.
1: <laughs> he was kind of like a hippie. I'm mixing dude stereotypes now. <laughs> uh, uh, but it was it was really really fun. Yeah. A lot of swimming, a lot of barbecuing. Nice. Mm. Sounds and- like America. It was it was America, and just America. driving back on because uh, it was Memorial Day weekend. Driving back on Monday, oof. Yeah, I hit a lot of traffic <laughs> in the desert, but I had I had a good time. Uh, I stopped in at in my in the car. Yes, I mm-hmm. stopped in at my parents' house on the way home because mm-hmm. they live sort of on the way back, and my dad. Did gave you make me-
2: some kind of amends?
1: With my parents,
2: yeah. I mean, it's I mean, whenever I stop I at my view, I forgive you. I, both, whenever I stop at my parents, I'm troubled, both. but I
0: forgive you both. <laughs> it's always a heavy-duty thing, like.
2: Daddy, I just wanted to say that I am the one who took the statue of Uncle Frederick. I melted it down and sold it. I got we've been looking for that statue of Uncle
0: Frederick for 35 years.
2: Yes, I just wanted to tell you it's part of the program I'm in. I have to tell you now. I gotta go. Uncle Frederick will be
0: glad to know what
2: happened to his statue. I know he will. Uh,
0: Eddie almost had a stroke just now. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead, Amber.
1: It was a lot of fun. I stopped in at my parents' house. My dad gave me a, a CD and driving through the desert at sunset. With what was the CD? It was uh, the Luminaires. Luminaires. I don't know, but mm. it's really good. in, in the, the Illuminati? No. Mm.
0: Uh, ebook.
1: No. <laughs> and uh, yeah. are You
0: are you looking through your wallet for your pills right yes. now?
1: Are you alright? Oh, oh my gosh!
2: I don't know what I got a I got a big pain in my
1: in too my many rib. sprouts.
0: Maybe that's it. Uh, all right. Well, let's go next to Jamie. Jamie, what's going on with you? Now I'm incapacitated I with know. fear. <laughs> <laughs> I was having such
4: a good time riffing on World War One and games. Yeah, have some coffee.
1: <laughs> don't have coffee.
4: Yeah, no more coffee. All right, okay. go ahead, Jamie. Um, I was gonna check in with. Uh, you were gonna do that, but what are you gonna do? I'm still gonna do that. I okay, think I'm gonna stick great. with that. Um. You know, work this last week has been, it's been insane anyway, but this week has been the realization. This is your job at the, uh-huh, that we, yes. we can't say it? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> every other week. <laughs>
4: um, but this fucking job is crazy, and this was the week no. where I was like, I thought I was going to be easing into it more, and now it's like, no.
1: It's getting, ramping up?
4: It's ramping up. And the requests are coming from every direction, every second. It takes me Tell 30, the audience what you're talking about. Well, just people trying to get booked at the improv. And oh. We'll have to bleep that later. (laughs) But and it's been crazy for the last two months. But this last week was like the the apex. The apex. The
2: nadir. It's like like because of the unemployment in the United States, more more people are becoming comics.
0: (laughs) That's right. Everybody is flocking way. and they
2: need spots. Like families from the Dust Bowl are like, (laughs) we need spots, ma. (laughs) We need spots at the improv, ma. (laughs) You better get some spots, son, (laughs) and good ones too.
0: And Jamie. By the way, I will say that I've been bugging Jamie about getting me a spot at the improv. I have, have you really? I have a spot tonight Oh, nice. at the improv. So when can I have another spot, Jamie? I was going to say you're oh. part of the problem. <laughs> um, um, I'm not part of the problem. No, he's not at all. Um, but also
4: just the drama and this world um, of egos. and This world, yes, this world a, of egos. It's a bloodbath of egos. Sounds like That's America.
1: actually a poetic, beautiful statement the drama yeah. in this
2: world of egos <laughs> yes. It'd be funny if jamie got really i think that high was a in, flaming lips if album. jamie got really <laughs> philosophical from here on in this world of <laughs> conflicting egos
0: and and then of course there's the world of ids <laughs> <laughs> um but also just the drama and like just can you give us an example <laughs> <of her?
4: laughs> no, okay. what drama like getting pulled to the side by like people that work at the door like our doormen see to me
0: that's such bullshit jamie what do you mean it's bullshit it happened no, I know, but you gotta. You gotta <laughs> I'm not. I understand older, that. What do you mean? I'm not saying <laughs> you're reality, lying, right,
1: son. now. Wait, he didn't even son. fully say what yeah, happened.
0: Yeah, well, no, be, Go ahead, explain what happened. Door
4: people coming up, kind of speaking for other comics, saying like, you know, this guy's been. He hasn't got a. Spot By the way, in two how
2: months. pathetic are these comics yeah. who are it, like it is. dying for spots? Well, it's improv. also offensive
0: to me. That the guy working the door is taking aside the booker of the club and going, "You got to pay more attention to this guy." Right? Well, I take it with a because grain of the salt. door guy is super duper friendly? Yeah. With with I don't know. It's just so stupid. It it's just not fair to stupid. Jamie. Like that's such bullshit. He's just going to work, and the guy working the door is now working him. Right. Going, you got to book you know, Pepitone. because so everybody's
1: above him. He's
0: old. Yeah. He's not going to be around long. He gets, <laughs> he gets intense
4: pains. I know. He starts right fumbling through yeah. his wallet for pills. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but I'll just learning that people, cause I think I've been doing a pretty good job, but there are actually people now that are not pleased with me. And I knew that was, but that's, everyone. that's unavoidable. Oh, oh it's, I know. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm also, I'm not complaining about it. Like, there are not by people. the way and also sh- just so you know there were people who were like that before <laughs> i know that i, I know that. this podcast has brought that to the forefront dude
2: uh, <laughs> yeah dude fuck them
1: but yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude.
4: dude yeah dude and i'm actually i'm, I'm taking a very zen like it didn't kill me knowing that these people aren't happy with me but um well that's a step in the right it direction. was a step like th- there's no getting around it with this job like it's forcing me to confront everything i that's hate right which is that's right life always everything you
0: hate which is what I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off when you were about to say what life always is. (laughs) Life always is what? It always presents you.
1: It always presents you
0: with the lesson you
2: have to learn over and over and over and over and over again until you you fucking learn it. And and in your case, and probably my case too, we can't be liked by everybody.
4: Right, right. That's exactly Uh it.
2: You have to say no. No, fuck you. Probably, and you also have to talk to the doormat. You don't have to say fuck no, you. No, no. Some no. people are good with, with not being liked, I think. I, I, I have a
0: Nobody's, horrific... Okay, well, we're not talking about the same thing. But <laughs> What are you talking about, World War I? <laughs>
4: <laughs> By the way, what, was the, what started the Civil War? The Civil War?
0: There was, a, a uh, was the, uh, the ass-raping of Fort Sumter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Fort Sumter, okay, thank Go ahead, Jamie. Finish (laughs) the story. Why
2: did you
4: let that sit there like that? You're up. You're right. Um, No, that's it. And then this week has just been insane. And the workload is getting to be crazy. And
0: that's all. That was beautiful. Thank you. This week has been insane. Every week is insane. That's well, my experience. I have no. I have That's no, been my experience. So like, I'm every, saying, every week, Jamie is insane. comes in. So you've been away. Jamie comes in every week and says, It was a whirlwind. It was insane. <laughs> I
4: made sure not to say whirlwind today. I, like, I made a I don't know what you're talking about. Like What
1: is insane? Yeah. Well, just, you you know, it will, a-
2: it will be a whirlwind until you decide that you don't give a fuck about who likes you. Because what's what's a whirlwind is your head, your mind going. Oh my God, I have to do this and I have to do that, or else this person won't like me. And that's the whirlwind aspect. Well, to be fair, there was a
0: tornado
2: (laughs) (laughs) down Melrose last week. (laughs) (laughs) Tornado Alley, it's Melrose. (laughs) Tornado Alley, it's pretty bad. The thing that destroyed Joplin.
4: (laughs) No, you're right, but I'm learning to deal with it. That's. I'm excited about that. Like, it's not killing me. but... Oh, personal growth is extremely exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do get very it excited. Is. About
2: it. Life <laughs> is <laughs> always presenting you with challenges again and again. No, there personal are times when I leave <laughs> my therapist's office. There are times when I leave my therapist's office.
1: You just and- want to high five everybody. And he goes, "Hey, you still
2: have
0: to pay me."
1: <laughs> 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 That's the next week, sucker. No, no, no. I'm get cured. back here. Get back
0: here. I'm
2: cured, <laughs> motherfucker. No, no. Catch no I you need that. I need
0: that check. I have children to feed. <laughs> um. So you feel good about your personal growth? I do, but
2: also try Joan Arma Trading after after a growth <laughs> spurt. I always put on Joan Arma Trading after a growth spurt, and I feel so good. I don't know so what that is. Good. I
1: don't either. Is
2: that what you your don't dad know Joan gave you? Joan Armatrading? I no. can't. All right. wait for you guys. She's just to hear. a very uh, beautiful, soft-spoken singer. You know, that's like, your ca- like, kind hey, of thing. Hey, baby, like like you grew, you grew a little. You grew. A, <laughs> it's like it's like. That oh, that's her. That's her biggest hit. You grew a little. <laughs> She's gay as well. Dirty. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs>
0: okay. Gay is the day is long. She actually helped start the Vietnam War oh,
1: God. by
0: slowly having CIA officers go over there and start sucking Vietnamese guys' dicks.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just one by one, slowly they Just, infiltrated like the way in. I like we, how we have stopped supporting you <laughs>
2: on, <laughs> on this whole uh, All right, Eddie, what's going on with you? Uh, Lots. I- Lots. I have. Uh, this is my summer of uh, traveling a lot. So uh, I I just came back from uh, Philly in New York, um, and I had a funny experience. I I did a morning radio show, <laughs> that was very funny. Like it was for me the first one that was that um, that morning cliche zoo. of like a morning zoo. As we were driving there, the club the club guys were taking me there, and by club guys I mean guys in leather. Uh, guys in leather with leather hats.
1: Leather hats. Yikes.
2: You ever see The Wild One with Marlon Brando? Mm-hmm. You ever see The Wild One? How fucking, that movie does not hold up. Am I right? Well, that was because they were inventing the idea of a motorcycle gang. That was hilarious. I saw it yesterday. It was on TCM yesterday. And yeah, the motorcycle gang that that takes over this little town, yeah. all they do is drive around people yeah. with their motorcycles. <laughs> and everybody's like, Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Well, wow, it's terrifying. If you that And Brando says happen. nothing. Brando <laughs> says nothing the whole movie, but what, what do you, Yeah, hey, leave me alone. I don't want to <laughs> I'm a wild one. I wish you guys could have seen A wild one, a real Eddie. wild one. <laughs> and out Robert Osborne is like, what an important movie. Do you know it was banned in England for 15 years? And that blows my mind. The wild one was banned in England for 15 years because. And this all took place on the morning zoo radio show? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> So I walked into a Philly radio station and these guys were super nice, but it was in an atmosphere of that. There were strip. There were these not really strippers. They were like Hooter girls, Mm -hmm. which was very funny to me because I always find the Hooter girls to be so not sexy, like so not sexy. Remember the time we went
0: to Hooters in Florida? That was the first time we'd ever been to a Hooters. That was so bad. Yeah, it was horrible.
2: And we well, got let's someone. About it. We got someone like who looked like like a librarian, who was doing very little amount of cocaine. Like yes. like that type. of... That was our. <laughs> but anyway, it archetype. was just it was just it was like eight in the morning, and these guys. I walked into their studio, Preston and Steve, biggest oh. radio show in Philly, and uh, drive time shit. And prime rib is out, <laughs> which is hilarious to me at eight in the morning. Prime rib fish. They didn't or, know you were vegan. <laughs> they would have had sprouts all over the place. They were like, take it, th-. yeah, really. That would have been funny, like just. Um, but anyway, uh, walking into like the Hooter girls were in the studio and driving there, we had heard them doing things about like I guess uh, Queen Victoria or, or Queen Elizabeth. There was some kind of thing where they're selling lingerie. They were selling lingerie one of the royal family,
1: They
2: were selling lingerie one of the royal family. <laughs> Our guest. Oh, I don't know what's going on, but um,
1: <laughs>
2: but they were doing farting noises under selling, like selling her underwear, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, farts are always funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that type of thing. But actually, that type of thing. Actually, farts it, it actually actually with that fucking total morning zoo thing going on all around me um I, I felt pretty pretty they were they were pretty cool dudes and i, I was able to get my jokes in and uh-huh. shit like that and do you feel like it helped you i think so the show the show really sold out mm-hmm.
1: so I, nice
2: i think you said one help show me. in philly I had one show. Yeah, I had one show in Philly. I was obsessed with the Rangers that night mm-hmm. because that was game six against the Devils. And I, I got, I, I, right before I went on stage, I looked at my phone. They were losing two nothing. And I was like, motherfucker. And, I, and, that, and that was my typical thing where I go, you know what? Sports, sports is bullshit. <laughs> Fuck you know- sports and then and then I do the show and I get off stage and I check it and I'm like, it's 2-2, two, two. yes. I was like, I had completely <laughs> I gone back. Sporks. I, I was sporks. like, yes, they're going to pull it out for me and so then I ran to a sports bar and in route to the sports bar, they ran, lost. You ran there? I didn't run there. I was in a cab. <laughs> okay. In route to the sports bar, they lost in overtime and I was like, sports, they got eliminated that night mm-hmm.
0: and I was
2: like, motherfuckers,
0: those motherfuckers. This bar is bullshit. <laughs> What else? What else did you do while you were away? Mm. You've been gone a long time. I have been. Uh, Then
2: from Philly, I, I went to New York, and it was a weird weekend to be there. I was there Memorial Day weekend, and it got... Fucking really hot, and I was staying in Westchester like I always do with my buddy Peter. It's great because he gives me his house. Yeah, he gives me his house. (laughs) I have the run of his house, but it's in Mamaroneck, so it's a ways away from the city. So I take the train in. And uh, I start walking around. I'm like, this is going to be great. And I didn't realize it was like 95 and humid, like just stepping out into that city fucking heat. And I was just walking around and it felt weird, you know, because I, I, you know, being out of New York now, like 11 years, it's very like, I'm, you know, that thing where, okay, who do I, who are my good buddies here? Like who is still here? Who's moved to LA? Like being in between. Is
0: Giuliani still the mayor? (laughs) Yeah, is Giuliani still the mayor? (laughs)
2: I wound up, like, I had to get out of the heat. I wound up uh, walking around with Liam, our buddy Liam, and me and Liam uh, went and saw Bobcat Goldwaite's new movie, Bobcat's new movie called God Bless America. Uh And I really, I really liked it because it was so angry at all the stupidity. He makes dark movies. This was so, he was so, it was great. I mean, he attacked all the right things. It was was pretty fun. His first movie was a a movie about a, a woman who had a sexual relationship with her dog. That's right. I like how angry. Yeah. And that, how angry he is in his movies—it's really cool. But um, anyway, I was in New York on a weird Memorial Day weekend. I remember walking up and down Broadway, and I am at a point now where I've put on fucking weight again, and nothing fucking fits me. Oof. And this really sucked going into these little Dance boot- auditions. These, <laughs> <laughs> these little boutiques in fucking SoHo. You know, I hate the boutique. You know, on Broadway, the Soho. Boutique culture? <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Every I don't store, even know what that is. Every store is a little fucking boutique. And check this out. I don't know
0: enough about it to hate it. <laughs> no,
2: check this out. I go you could into just
1: not go into them. Yeah, but I go <laughs> into Banana
0: Republic. I hate this place. These people with their little clothes.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah. I and go into
2: culture. Banana Republic, and That's I'm like, all right, Banana Republic should be. <laughs> It should it should have my sizes. I go
0: into uh, Banana Oh no, Banana Republic is notoriously small. Are you serious? Yeah.
2: Well, I got so pissed off and I'm and I'm and like humid hot. I've been walking around. I'm like I don't know who to call in New York. I go into Banana Republic. I just want I was doing whiplash that night at UCB, so I wanted a nice shirt and I was looking for pants. You wanted a whiplash shirt. <laughs> and they didn't have double XL. So mm-hmm. I go to the the clerk, you know, the little clerk who's running the clerk. around That's with the, the, the clerk who's running around with frosted hair, like mm-hmm. frosted Mohawk hair. And I'm like, excuse me. And I already have an attitude. it. Added, Angry. Like, my, yeah, I'm yeah. totally pissed off. I'm like, excuse me, uh, why do you only go up to XL? And he's like, Oh, um, I don't, I don't know, sir, but that's all we go up to. And I'm like, why? And I do that Super thing that I do. Super his fault. Like, like just no, it wasn't there. his fault at all. And I go, well, I want to see your manager. I want to see your manager. Oh, my and, God. And uh, <laughs> what? 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 I, I'm that, pissed off. That totally helped everybody in that situation. <laughs> no, I wasn't ridiculously out of line. So she came, she came over, and she was very professional, Asian woman. And she was like, yes, sir, I know. The
0: Asians uh, are known for professionality professionalism professionalization
2: first i said do you know your people are committing oh suicide in apple factories <laughs> no but anyway i said why the fuck why don't you have double xl and she was like i know like that she knew i was angry and so that was the tactic she goes i know
0: i know i would I... wear that too
2: <laughs> yeah yeah it was that kind of thing like i like them I'm, for night shirts i'm 120 I like them i'm 120 for pounds lighter night- than you <laughs> But I would wear double X. I like them for night shirts, and I like them to eat. I like, I like to eat. I like an eating shirt. Do you have an eating shirt? Do you have an eating shirt? She just says, my act. <laughs> so I got out of there, and I wind That's so up. That's so It was funny depressing. That you asked to
0: see the manager because they didn't have double wait, wait, That was my
2: anger. You know, you know, with my anger lately, I watch it now. Like, I'm at the point where I know what I'm doing. And you is, still do
0: it, but you're aware I, of it.
2: Correct, mm-hmm. correct, but I, first step. Yeah, I, I guess so. But it's a weird thing where I'm like, don't, don't, don't do this. Like, next this is my is head. Like, don't do this. What's that? The next step is despair. <laughs> I call my shrink. What are the seven stages? You still of- owe me money, Eddie. <laughs> oh, come on. You know I'm good for it. <laughs> you I don't said know that. you were cured, Eddie, and I should go fuck myself. Well, I was wrong. I didn't realize I wish- progress is a slow, step by step thing. <laughs>
1: you don't get humor
2: <laughs> and then i had the show at gotham oh how was that uh, the show culminated in gotham with todd barry uh opening for me todd is so fucking he was he was like hey like one of the things todd said during his set was he you know he goes i better not do too long a Pepitone won't be able to follow me
1: <laughs> <laughs> todd always
2: like i love how todd takes shots at, at yeah. everybody <laughs> but that was a really great show that was a really great show it's a nice club Really great show. Um, what, how was I the had show? a lot of people there. What?
0: How was the show? Really it was great?
2: really great.
0: Bagels, sprouts.
2: I had two rabid fans. We, I said, <laughs> folks, if you want, we're going to meet for drinks next door. That was kind of a mistake. I had, <laughs> I had, uh, I had. There were there were there were a couple of fans who would just like on me like I was with a bunch of friends and they were like glued glued on me all the way back to Mamaronek they happened to also live in Mamaronek so I'm completely fried from (laughs) the show and they're on the train these guys who were super nice guys let's just tell them we
0: live in Mamaronek
2: (laughs) they were super nice dudes they were super nice dudes how
0: do we get from Mamaronek back to Jersey
2: (laughs) but they were quoting Pudding Um, they were quoting Pudding they were quoting Pudding? They were quoting Pudding oh videos God. videos to me at like one in the morning. And I actually started to feel sick. <laughs> as, as they were doing that, I'm fried. I've been talking to people all night sure. doing the show. And they're like, and then the Pudding one, the Pudding one where you come in
0: and, and I'm just. Like, it's like that Chris Farley show on Totally. SNL. It was
2: totally yeah. like and the one where you come in and then he says. And I'm just like. oh, <laughs> I started feeling in the back of my throat, you know when you swallow and it hurts?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for Sean
2: to say something about World War One, but um I couldn't get there fast enough. I immediately I, I literally while these guys were talking to me going, "Oh my god, I'm so drained that I'm getting ill." And I was thinking about boundaries like I have to be able to say no. Yeah. No fellows. Yeah. No fellows, you cannot come on the well, train with me. Well, and I said this me. to you.
0: I said this to you before you left, because there was some other thing that you were going to do with some people that were super fans. You can't help, but ultimately, and this may, may not have happened that night, mm-hmm. but you can't help but ultimately disappoint those people. When they realize that you're not exactly who they think you are when yeah. you're on stage or on yeah. pudding or That's whatever, true. you know, That's true. like if you were to go, listen, guys, I've really, I'm exhausted. I've been talking to people all night. I need you guys to yeah, just leave me alone. They'd be like, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder.
2: Oh, I don't wonder. I know. But anyway, so that was, that was pretty wild to have like two guys like glued I, to me until, yeah. and it was right till the bitter end of my train of like, oh yeah, we actually live at 124
0: <laughs> Mason Lane. Yeah, we, we live in the house you're staying in. Anyway, so that's my story. All right. Well, that's great. It's time for us to take a break. And when we come back, we have a very special guest. Here. Very special. Very special. Very special. Big one. We'll be back. Bye.
2: Hey, everybody, this is Eddie Pepitone, and I am imploring you to come. If you live in Los Angeles, come to a benefit for the Bitter Buddha documentary. It's a benefit. It'll star our very own Sean Conroy with Andy Kindler, with Jen Kirkman, with... Nick Crow with Paul Shear, a lot of big comedians. June 26, Tuesday, in Los Angeles at the Echo Plex. Big benefit for the Bitter Buddha documentary. Please, please
0: come see that. We are back. You are listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast with us today. A man who is the host of his own very, very funny podcast. It's called The Smartest Man in the World. You can find it at his website, gregproops.com or on iTunes. Mr. Greg Proops is here. Greg, thank you for being here. Welcome. Hi, Hello. everybody. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> Good
3: morning. Good morning. <laughs> this is early, right, Greg? This, this early for you, man? Well, I know. You know, like, you know, on when you're on the road, you have to get up and do the radio all the time on oh. TV. And then every single uh, radio station goes, man, it's been pretty early for you, right? Like, <laughs> except that I do it every week of the year, so no, it isn't, but okay. How much do you travel? Do you travel that much? A lot, yeah. yeah. But They want so to believe that you sleep till noon or right. whatever every day. And it's Comics like, no, I got to get job. up at six to do the bloody radio uh i travel a lot yeah probably uh, uh a couple uh, m- more than half the year easily wow. more like 250 300 days a year wow. yeah. hey that's a lot do you enjoy doing it i do sometimes i get a little burnt out but i remember uh i had a horrible uh, i had to take a uh, plane all the way across canada back to la and then from la to england and i remember thinking what a day this is and then on the third flight uh, that I was on that day, I remember looking out the window going, "I love this." <laughs> <laughs> Is that that's right? Good. Well, that's so fucking cool. If you cool. ever worked in an office, I know. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, I've worked in an office. I've been. A l- I've. I've had menial. I'm old, so I've had jobs Me too. I'm not one of these punk comics that comes up and never has a job. Uh, that's Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> that, that,
1: so uh, if
3: you've ever worked in an office, then you know that being on Soul the road, draining. Yeah, 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 yeah. If if, if, if could you uh uh copy this uh, deposition, Greg, and and make six copies of it, and then send it to Hong Kong, and you're like, I'd rather kill myself. So you weren't okay, yeah, corporate law office, it sounds like. <laughs> I did, years ago in San Francisco, I was a schmendrick in a law office, mm-hmm. uh, and all I did was make jewelry out of paper clips and shit like that. <laughs> I pretended to be dead once, I remember, I laid on the floor for about a half an hour, because I just hated it so much, and no one even came in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about futile, man.
0: Don't go in there. I think that guy might be dead. I was right on
3: the floor just Can pretending to Can he make copies? And th- in those days, there was a, uh, uh, a magazine in San Francisco called Processed World, where all the people who worked downtown Like the rebel arm of them had come up with this magazine about how to subvert your boss and not do what they wanted you to do and like what it was like to work in an office. And I remember having the centerfold one of one of the issues, even though it was a hand-drawn zine, you know, was uh, another day at the office and what have we lost, right, about your life. And I I Xeroxed it and put it up over my fucking (laughs) little cubicle. And I remember the head of the law firm came in and went, I don't get it. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that's because you live in Forest Hills in a mansion. Yeah. And I'm taking the one California here every yeah. day with my store clothes. That's why you don't Did you ever it. try putting your jewelry on Etsy? No, I know, right? It was before <laughs> this was so long ago, this is the eighties. You yeah. use payphones. You could smoke in the office in those days and wow. use payphones. Yeah, it's like, man. Man. Yeah. like the kids won't remember any of this, but yeah. Eddie will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I will. Oh, my God. Um, all right Well, today we wanted to talk about working for a relative. I never did. See you guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was wondering about that. <laughs> never did. We
0: wanted to pick something as far away from Perfect. Your, no, you no. Have
3: me on as a guest and then let's talk about fucking trench if you had warfare to, from if World War One. If, <laughs> if you had to pick the ideal subject for you, what would it be? Rome. You love oh, Rome. I love Rome, that's true, yeah. But I don't know if that's ideal for listeners, because listeners might be like, Rome, what the... What is this, history class? Right, or Rome, what is this, that one song by the beefy details? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm reading another one right now. I'm On about Rome? Tiberius, yeah, yeah. I love ancient history. And, and the reason I love it is because it's not now. I, I, really, <laughs> I feel like... Uh, the I, I don't like show business very much. Like, I like... I likes telling all the jokes. bullshit Right yeah. I like telling jokes And I love being a comedian And yeah. I wouldn't have any other job And that's all I've ever wanted to do Um but I, I detest like the whole agent thing and meetings and and oh, getting ahead and fucking yeah. getting a show and shit and all that. Like <laughs> it just drives me up a fucking. We wow. were just
0: talking about that this morning, and Eddie said if he was independently wealthy, he would not want to work in show business. Really? Anymore. What
3: would you do? You would, would no. I mean, I would, but I wouldn't.
2: I wouldn't then give a fuck about getting any show. Would or, or, I would own. do my right. thing, like right. I would tell jokes and do whatever the fuck I did, but. As far as, you know, dealing with people with networks and all that yeah, shit, yeah. I'd be like, no, 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 no,
0: no, no. <laughs> but well, it seems I, like you're kind of in that position at this point, right? Like, you kind of do whatever the fuck you want. I, I'm
3: trying to. I. I, I seems I, like you do. I, I. You know, they asked me to do this set list like a year and a half ago. I was in Australia in April last year. And um, and Prevenza does the show trick Troy Conrad yeah. called The Set List, right? Mm-hmm. And then I had dinner with Prevenza one night. And I said, and he goes, I haven't had an agent or a manager in like eight years. And I go, and in those eight years. You or Paul said that? Paul said it. Right. I went, you've written a book. You made a movie. You've had a TV show on Showtime. Mm-hmm. And now you're doing this. And he's like, that's, yeah.
1: And I was like, fucking huh. True.
3: And it made my mind spin. And I thought, mm. and he said something to me uh, that was very interesting. He said, you must decontify your life <laughs> and get rid of all the cunts who are holding you back and hurting you. Uh, and your ego and all this, and, and do what you need to do. And so I went to Edinburgh and Montreal last year just to do Paul's show, The Set List. I, of course, I did my podcast too and everything, but by taking away like the I'm going to sell tickets and put on a thing and it's going to be, you know, I'm going to further my fame mm-hmm. by not doing any of that. I had so much more fun than I've ever had at those festivals. Did you feel decontified? Uh, a little bit. I, I'm in the process <laughs> of still doing it, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a lifelong, like Eddie said, you learn the same fucking lessons yeah. over, and over and over again. Um The more I've done my podcast and concentrated on that and what I want to do, the more I found that I feel like... And I don't know if this is delusional on my part because I'm clearly high all the time and often paranoid I don't know that is, 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 is I the, just treat you as a person yeah. not a I know I respect that about you Sean uh, is that a, 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 I, I think that like I was on a kiddie show for a couple years on Nickelodeon and I had a great time doing it I really really enjoyed it but I felt like it was pulling me out of comedy a little bit and that everyone kind of forgot that I was a comedian what show I, it was a show called True Jackson on Nickelodeon and it was good oh, fun yeah. and you know I played the boss I and everything for that a couple of I times know, well, I know Everybody I'm glad it. you followed up. Oh yeah, with audition Yeah, for I read it, For second,
0: I, I, I thought you were just a big fan of the I show. Didn't, <laughs> I didn't. Read, yeah, yeah. I never saw He's it. He's at home oh, with iCarly like, on DVD. That's, uh, that's right. where I know you. From. I, I, know. Wish <laughs> I, I wish I would
2: I wish I would have seen you. He's got on Victorious that. <laughs> on, on
3: Hulu,
0: <laughs>
3: Netflix Q. Guys, um, Wizards of Waverly Place is coming <laughs> on. I gotta get home. Yeah, everybody, I got it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it was it was fun to do. But like I say, uh, uh, not ever when it stopped, and then I started doing. Excuse me. When, they, when, when the guys asked me to do the podcast and I didn't know what it was going to be or anything, I found that in the last couple of years, I feel like I'm right back in the middle of comedy. You know what I mean? Like uh, Since you
0: started doing the podcast. Yeah,
3: I don't know if I'm, like I say, if I'm delusional about it or what, but like I'm getting invited to be on other people's podcasts, such as this one, for instance. And uh, what, a, what a big step that is. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like when you're not in comedy world, you're not in it. You're kind of on the outside and you're like, hey, everybody, I'm still a comedian. But you're yeah. so
2: in it. You, you were saying that doing True Jackson completely Took you out of it, huh? A little bit. I can't
3: imagine you feeling like that. I still did The Road, but like I didn't do sets every week in LA and stuff because I was, you know, working Uh. on a TV show and stuff. So, yeah. It was, I guess what it was is, Working for other people doing their work is not as rewarding ever as doing... I mean, and I love being on a team. I'm a team player. I've been in a million groups and stuff. You're hired. I like being part of a big thing. I think it's fun. Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years? Oh, golly. Oh, (laughs) Oh, man, that's a tough one. I mean, I think that I'm hoping that the podcasts keep exploding and that I'm able to just simply do that and more like that. I I would like to get to the point with my stand-up where... I don't, you know, I play lots of clubs and junk like that, and people yeah. have expectations at clubs. The podcast is a different kettle. Totally, I mean, yeah. You know, like I can say whatever I want on the podcast, and the audience doesn't revolt and go, "Well, this this yeah. sucks. You're not delivering." Well, they're there for to minute. see you right. do
0: your thing, exactly.
3: And that's the difference in a club. Still, however many percentage of the crowd is just, just there to like see out comedy. that night. Yeah, that, that's the comedy. one time a year they go to a comedy club, yep. and I am generically comedy to them, right? Uh, and so. You think, well, you can't quite be as free because there's an onus and, and I'm a professional and I'm you know, I'm old school. I feel like you must murder mm. when you get up there and you're headlining. You have to murder. Mm-hmm. And so I try to murder. And if that requires doing shit that I'm not in love with every time or that I'm not emotionally attached to any- and you know, you know how it is. You start to do bits that you don't care about anymore and then the audience starts to register that you don't fucking care about those yeah. bits. So for right, me, it's a matter emotionally of... emotionally connected to it. Right, making the podcast and the stand-up more like the same thing, which mm-hmm. is going to require alienating a bunch of people that come to stand-up comedy shows who don't want to hear my poison fucking bullshit about it. <laughs> but it will make the people who do come that much more committed to what you are doing i think so i agree i did a podcast in bellevue washington a couple weeks ago and i i at the, i act different at the podcast the whole thing's different like, yeah i meet everyone at the podcast i literally go up to everyone in the audience I during meet, the show before before i meet them i go up and talk to everybody uh-huh. that comes to the show at a stand-up show i'd never do that because i, think I know it, it fucks your magic your, your jedi right. power exists as a stand-up because you're unfamiliar to them. It's like when you do a corporate gig and they go, we want you to eat dinner with us beforehand. There's nothing to guarantee you will die on your ass harder than breaking <laughs> bread with people before. If it's after yeah, a fine that's true, that's before, true. It, cause then they get to talk they, to you yeah. and they're like, Oh, you're just a guy, right? you're, you're a person. <laughs> you're and a you fucking have failings guy. and you have this opinions. This is kind of what I was
0: talking about with your, your two fans that that's how they, you know, right. eventually they go, what don't pull fuck? the curtain up. Yeah, you know yeah, with yeah. the
3: podcast is a different thing. I find that they've come to see me, I go up and talk to them. I did it in London a couple months ago and someone tweeted afterward. He went up and he talked to everybody. It was, it was too West coast for me, you know, cause they're English, <laughs> right? They, they're not used to people coming up and going, hi, I'm Greg. How are you? <laughs> like, right at you. I prefer you
0: not stand so close. Yeah. yeah. Look and like the, so I,
3: I think because of that, I have a real connection with right. my audience with the podcast, not just the listeners who are listening, but the people who come, it's a uh, what's that? that whole, La Cosa Nostra, right? Our thing, our mm-hmm. thing. And so I really feel like it's for us, for me, for them, and uh, that connection I'm trying I always thought stand up was the was the most immediate way to connect with a with a group of people in a room because it's one on one direct spoken word, but the podcast is even more immediate and I don't know how that happened to me at this point. I think late it's because stage. the podcast you That's feel great, more comfortable
0: being conversational. You yeah. get to you get to just talk instead of feeling like you said, when you go up on stage, you have, murder, you, have you have to murder. You have to murder, you know? That murdering thing is, to, is is a big pressure. I I, yeah. I find it just it's a and big so people feel more pressure. connected to you when you're just talking yeah. to them, not talking at them. I mean, we've done a couple of live shows, and I make a big point. I, both shows, I've made a big point of going up and introducing myself to both people who came out. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: I want to thank both. Oh, you got to get up and use the bathroom? Well, when you come back...
0: <laughs>
3: no, it's true. And we'll I always do again. my live. That's the other thing. I, I, I don't do my podcast yeah, in the studio do. ever. I always do it live because uh, I like the feedback, and also... You know, if you know me, I, I beat audiences up. I mean, that's my Matt my Weinhold. Yeah, years I love ago. it. I tell one joke, and then I spend ten minutes telling the audience why they were too stupid to get that joke. Yes. Right? So that's what, what I just do. Love that shit. But they do love it, and it's what I like to do. And so, with the podcast, I have the opportunity. If the if the crowd's not on it, I can lay into them a little bit too, which always gets me back where yeah. I need to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. it's my vitamins. And, and just to go back to the, the original, the fuck is wrong with you, eye literates? You know? Yeah. And, and then two I seconds that. later, I feel good again. The, the, uh, <laughs>
0: Just to go back to the original thing is there's nobody who comes out to your podcast who's like, hold on. I thought this was going to be about how men are different from women. Right.
3: Well, there was that one idiotic story I was leading to in Bellevue. A girl came with a group of people oh, yeah. and she goes, this is the first comedy show I've ever been to. Holy oh, shit. No. And it was my podcast, right? And it was- Oh, a- that's- and it was the Adam. It was the week Adam Yauch, uh, uh, Yauch died, and so I did a long fucking thing about Adam, right? About MCA. I read lyrics from Bodhisattva Vows. I I played a little of their music. I who was it? What was it? I didn't catch from you. MCA from the Beastie Boys oh, when okay. he passed away. The and kids then, know who he is. I <laughs> no, 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 I not no, know who he is. I found a, a website. Uh, um, he'd been on Criterion and. He had made a list of his top 10 Criterion films, right? And it was all very eclectic and esoteric because the Seven Samurai and uh, these French <laughs> films and Bordeaux and all this stuff. So right? I went through his list, film by film, and we talked about every single movie on the list. So I was like really trying mm. to get into his head a little and yeah. like how fun it was. But before we started, I just said to the crowd... Um, well, there's a person here tonight who's never been to a comedy show before, and I want you to know that this is exactly how they all are. <laughs> I got whether it's Dane Cook, Dat Fam, Cat Williams, or me, it's exactly the same every night. No, it's Suzanne Westenhofer, I don't care who the fuck you're going to see, we all do exactly the same thing. Word I, for word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the disparate, you know, it's like saying, I've never been to see live music before. <laughs> I wonder what this show will be like. This will define my live right, music right, right. experience forever. Bluegrass. <laughs> yeah. you know, oh Right? God. I mean, because comedy is that open-ended. Yeah. I mean, literally. And I mean, you could say, oh, no, it's more like saying it's like rock or whatever. But no, mm-hmm. it isn't at all. And Especially now where people have much more access to what
0: they like. Ooh. In other words, you don't have to just go to your local comedy club. Right. You can go on YouTube. You can go... On what's called the internet, you wow. can go yep. on iTunes <laughs> and
3: see whatever the fuck you want. Right. You know, or if in any city of any size, uh, a zillion alternative rooms. Right. And sketch rooms and improv rooms and this and this and this. And everywhere I play, like when I go with the improv group on the road, all the improv groups come to see us and they, you'll go backstage and there'll be six kids all wearing matching t shirts and they're called the Improvniks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we watch Two's Line and we we do improv and stuff and then we always go, I always think, I never dress the same as everyone. <laughs> <we do." laughs> I love that you do it, but I never say it to them. You got the message askew. They all have t shirts. That
0: thing of dressing alike is such a
3: funny improv oh, cliche. I can't. Can't believe it. That they one still and, do, huh? I, they, well, high school kids, and maybe yeah. a little, a little bit sense. later than high school, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think once you, the first, I was in a group in San Francisco years ago, and uh, we had a dress code, but we based ourselves, and this will show how old I am, on the group, the time, because the time dressed so sharp on stage, more stay in the time. Yeah, more stay in the time. Okay. That our not- dress code was no jeans, like you didn't have to wear a tie. But this was the 80s, too, so I'd have, like, a tux jacket <laughs> on and loads of O-rings and brooches and jewelry. For doing and, comedy? Yeah, man. Oh and fucking suspenders man. undone and shit, but, like, we all dressed up. Suspenders that was the thing. <laughs> Remember? This an 80s, accessory. You wore suspenders, the clippy ones, but you let them down. Yeah, okay. so like, oh like a Bundeswehr T-shirt with a little eagle on it and the fucking open thing. Why and, like, always, giant glasses. I you know, always like wore a tie
0: on stage for years. You did. After I started doing mm-hmm. improv. I which, still do. Which did
3: you do first, improv or stand-up? Stand-up. You did. And then I learned to do improv when I was like 19 uh, from the kids at school. And then, uh, so I never went to the groundlings or any of that jazz. Mm-hmm. So I never took a class and all that. So I learned it from other people. And then I got a newsline. line. But I still wore a tie to do improv and stand-up all the time. Even when I'm on the road you with the improv suit, group. Yes? I wore a fucking suit and tie yeah, to do improv. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Is that like
2: ju- that's just your thing? It's my,
3: u- it's my uniform. It's my it's armor. It's your uniform. It's my armor. Yeah. I really feel like... Um, I was, I was Years ago, I was sitting at home with my wife, smoking weed and watching Sinatra. There was some Sinatra special. It was really good. It was like a man and his music. And I love that 60s, shit. I yeah. love Sinatra And special. it was a really good one. Like, it was him in the studio and then him live and him, not live, but like live in a studio with a full orchestra and everything. And I had to go do a set at the old Largo. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to fucking get dressed and blah, 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 blah. And then I was looking at Frank. And my yeah. wife goes, what would Frank do? And I'm like... <laughs> He would shave, put on a tie, and put on some cologne. And fucking march in there is what he would do. And ever since then, I can't. The pressure's too great. I think of Frank lo- looming over and me. And then he would fuck somebody who was not his wife. Oh, and then do coke. <laughs> uh, and, and then drink a lot somebody. of Jack Daniels. Right. And then <laughs> punch somebody. <laughs> no, there's so many things he would do. He'd have some. He'd have his goons threaten somebody. No, but like uh, I love all the. I love um, Miles Davis and John Coltrane and uh, Thelonious Monk and shit. And I've been reading this. Mm. This there's a uh, website, a genius website called Lists of Note, and a sister one called Letters of Note. Excuse me, and all they've done lists is taken of notes? Yeah, famous okay. people's lists. Yeah. Like they dig them up, they copy them, and they show them, and then they transcribe them because you can't often read them. And there was a Thelonious monk, and you know, Thelonious monk had a lot of psychological problems, right? And he took a lot of medication that I think kind of fucked him up. But anyway, his list is written in his handwriting. And one of them was, You gotta dig it to dig it, you dig, which I love. <laughs> I love that. And then the other one was, How do we dress tonight? sharp as possible and every time you see Monk he's got the hat on right he always wears like some funny hat like a yeah. Chinese hat or a Tyrolean hat and he's always in a suit and tie and he, and playing at the piano and everything and when you see those old jazz musicians like the way Miles Davis dresses it's always just fuck off right no one comes well, on stage in an Eagles long run t-shirt and a Hello Kitty knapsack <laughs> and, and Crocs or whatever you know they look like they fucking mean business you know I saw Herbie yeah. Hancock years ago, and they all looked like they were dressing to go to the fucking NBA convention, you know, just fuck off aggressive glasses and fuck off designer suits and shit, him and his quartet. No, Did you like, like that? Oh, you, it loved, it. you I loved, loved it. I was Because they're playing jazz, they're improvising, yeah. they're extemporizing, and that's the thing, a little bit of grounding. grounding yeah. You gotta know the rules to Should break I the Should I wear rules. a suit then? You would look good in a suit, but I wouldn't wear the kind of I wouldn't, you know. Yeah, like Tompkins dead. always wears a suit. He's <laughs> he a, probably the only straight. other guy that I can think of that always wears a suit. You should wear a clown suit. <laughs> <laughs> Feldo Stout used to wear a clown suit. A I you know remember that? that? Feldo's clown suit I was his He was the evil, awful clown in the eighties. It was so <laughs> goddamn funny. Wore a God, that was funny when he used to do that. <laughs> a cigar Feldo and a fucking it seems clown suit. To me. I'll tell you something else
0: <laughs> No that's funny Because I was just thinking About the fact Like if you watch The NBA I mean I've been watching So yeah. much basketball If you watch the Press conferences After the games They wear suits Well no not anymore Now they the thing to, to do Yeah they did But now the thing Is to sort of almost go Because that there, there was a whole Racial element to that Like Iverson dressed So street And right. they didn't want That image to be presented uh, So they forced them To wear suits for a while So now like Kevin Durant Will show up With like a cardigan yeah. and a tie and a backpack and big yeah, horn ring. Whoa! Do you that. like that look? Yeah. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. They all do it. Like Russell Westbrook does that. Yeah. LeBron James does that. Dwayne Wade does that. It's so Did you say funny a backpack? to me. Why a, a backpack? backpack?
3: A backpack. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? <laughs> to show, show how now. studious they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where well, he you know Jim, basketball? You remember Jim Brown, the great sure, running sure. back, right? He's still alive. I met him once, but in any case. Jim uh, Brown, yeah. When he, when he came to the games, what did he retire? Like 67, 68. He's mm-hmm. a, really as primetime as the early 60s, late 50s. Uh, came to the game. To the stadium in a suit and tie with a briefcase, <laughs> and the white reporters who covered the NFL then were like, "What the fuck is this?" Right? You got a briefcase and shit, and he was the star of the NFL, and he went because I'm here to do business. Oh I shit! Loved it. And I loved him for that so, so these guys much. Are, these guys are taking off of Jim Brown. I mean, I said it on I said it on like podcast once because my wife said she thought it was important. People think that because I have a vocabulary that I went to Yale or something, and that because mm. I wear a suit, I'm wealthy. And the, mm. the point is, I'm from a blue-collar family, and mm. I, I lived in apartment buildings growing up, and I, I never went to a good school. You're I wear a suit didactic. because I aspire to fucking wear a suit on stage. Mm-hmm. I wear a suit because I want to fucking wear a suit. I want to look sharp. I don't think I'm better than everyone, and I don't think... The thing you were saying about being wealthy and, ha- and doing comedy, I find that the problem with comedy is there are so many wealthy people in comedy yes. that if they fail, it would mean a goddamn thing in their life, and I'm not playing for those uh, I stakes. I feel yeah. like I'm playing for different stakes, yeah. and a lot of the guys that i know and and i'm friends with were from poor families and blue collar families and i think there's a sense of entitlement that comes with being wealthy that you can't help it's not it's not an evil thing it's just that you feel like well whatever i do will work yeah. whereas when you don't come from that you feel like i gotta fucking do this and this and this but to you know
0: what's funny about that and i i can think of specific people who mm-hmm. have that attitude that attitude totally works in their favor yep Like, people love people who don't give a fuck. Confidence? Yes. Like, I don't care. I can fail and it will make no difference to me because I already have, you know, $50 million in the bank or whatever. And those people, some of those people, not all of them, obviously. But if there's an element of talent there as well, those people will rocket to success because the industry loves those. I was was going to say show business loves that. 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 That's what what I meant.
3: They don't want you to ever be desperate. They don't ever want you to need anything. They don't ever want you to be sweaty.
2: That's an unbelievable thing. And yet at the same
3: time, you're supposed to be hungry and fever pitch all the time. Mm -hmm. So you tell me how I fuck. That's why show business drives me mad. Yes. I get the agitat from fucking show business because you go into a thing and you're like, if you're not enthusiastic, everybody afterward goes, what the fuck happened in right. there? How come you didn't fucking <laughs> show them how much you care and shit? It was Well, I was trying to be kind of offhand. It's off this hand. weird
0: thing where you have to find the right, the exact
3: right, right edge. They of do like, workshops. I shops, love it, but I don't care. They do
2: workshops for poor people. Like show them that you can go in there and yeah. smile Extend him your hand. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. really for poor people. Yeah.
3: I, mean, I but, need you to get a spot at the improv. Go exactly. take the workshop. I mean, I, you, you, when you go into meetings, I remember years ago going into oh. a meeting at a very fancy place, and the woman sat like this, like a child. Oh, God. She sat oh like God. this to listen to my pitch, like that. Like, a, like uh, Louis XIV. Right in a throne oh. sideways with her legs dangling, and I almost what said, "What Well, I calmed down immediately. I gave the pitch. Tell anyway. me about your idea for a sitcom. Exactly. <laughs> what are you, fucking Madame Blavatsky? You know, and I was like, I had to calm down, but I almost. I wanted don't know to who say, Madame Blavatsky is. I didn't go to a, Yale. She was right. a, uh, She's a, a mystic. She um, sounds great. Yeah. The only time I really snapped was once years ago, some piece of shit VH1 thing. And the dude that was running the camera was like completely lax. And he wasn't. And this was know, an he, audition? Yeah, yeah. You had the to be the host of something, right? So they yeah. stick you in a cubicle in an office building on Walshire. And the dude running yes. the camera didn't give a fuck. And I'm supposed to be all excited about their game show or whatever the fuck it was. And I came in and I went, hey, I got an idea. Why don't you fucking do your fucking job? How's that fucking grab you? Did you and that? And everyone in did the room fucking that? turned into ice. Oh, yeah, I did. I and love then, that. And the guy, like, you know, and I knew that was the, you know, you're not going to get it. You're, so, <laughs> you're, you're, you're unreliable You're a sociopath point. You're yeah. a sociopath right. because You, you like, never the guy know how was far you're like go. going like this And I thought I'm improvising something here This isn't as easy as You know It's easy for me Because I'm a fucking genius But for you You fucking douchebag yeah. Point the fucking camera at me This isn't as easy as I'm sorry uh, yeah It was just but, So I try not to snap I've done it once or twice And another time A guy that said Why don't you do a voice Like Gary Owens And I said Why don't you fucking Get Gary Owens I know him, and he's alive, and he lives here, and he's available. And they all look at me oh, like that, and I was like, "Shit, sorry, guys." I love that. But I don't snap. Generally, I try to be genial. I'm actually right. quite easy to work with. Eddie's worked with me. I'm I'm pretty easygoing. And folks, yeah. if you're in the
0: industry and you're listening, Greg is available. I'm he's so not available. Not seeking
3: representation because he's trying to decuntify his life. I'm available. I, I've got m- available. You said it. <laughs> I've ma- like made a million is. things, but it's just that I don't. I don't. You know. It, it, I don't like uh, the that that there's people in comedy and around comedy that don't like comedy and don't like comedians, and I find that to be Unbelievable. true in yeah. show business. That not, They're so jaded by yeah, it. Yeah, not clubs so much, and like us, we're all you know, comics okay. and we love comedy, but not just jaded by it, they resent it. It's like the people who they make- They resent the talent, you The think? people who make television don't like actors at I all. Agree. They think actors oh, are I've been in.
0: I've been in, I've been in a sitcom writer's room, <laughs> and it's amazing to me how much hatred there is yes. from the writers to the actors. Yes. Like the- watching, sitting on the floor, watching the monitor, and hearing the the writers go- she looks like a fucking yep. donkey or whatever. <laughs> like,
2: and these
3: are the people they're entrusting 17. with the words yes, they exactly. to interpret them to the world. These it's the- total
2: fucking jealousy because these
0: motherfuckers right. want to do it, I think. Well, maybe not that, but also the fact that I feel like with a lot of the writers, it's that... They feel like they do all the work and the actors
3: get all the credit. Oh and all yeah! The money. And also, well, to be fair,
1: true. she did look like a donkey. Uh, <laughs> she was. She was
3: a donkey. She was a donkey. I mean, I'm not defending actors. You know, let's, let's not get crazy no, but it was, here. No,
0: really. It, it was amazing really? to me how much vitriol there
3: was. Yeah. From the act, yeah. from the writers towards the actor. But I mean, like, all right, say for instance, you go to a giant comedy concern to pitch a thing. <laughs> the people that you meet in the room. <laughs> uh, Wait, have you talking been talking about. to Jamie about what to
0: name things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Entities. Do you know what I mean? Like, you'll
3: meet people at a, at a comedy pitch and that have no sense of humor and that clearly don't like comedy and, moreover, <laughs> don't like you that you've come in and you think, but you're making comedy. Right. Right. So why are we allowing you to fucking touch my precious craft when right. I have always... And
0: was... they ended up there just because they were somebody's assistant yep. on some desk yes. and then got no. promoted and promoted and promoted. Go work in business. Be a now business person. person. Don't head fucking of be in my world. Don't yeah. be in show
3: business. Comedy is a precious but, thing and it has to be defended and it has to be made. You have to make comedy. It doesn't just drop from the yeah. fucking sky. And it's a really beautiful thing when you can make it. And when there's people standing in the way of making it, that's when I'm like... Bleh. Fuck you! You know what? Right. Well, comedy does uh, comedy does weird, drop
0: but... from the sky in Operation Dumbo Drop. To be fair, <laughs> um, that's true.
3: But you know, the flip side of what <laughs> you're saying, true. I think, is and also true,
0: <laughs> which is when you do run into somebody at that level who does love comedy, yeah. I feel like it's so great, it's, it's such a relief yeah. of yeah. like, yeah. oh, here's somebody who gets it. You know? Well, have you ever
3: had a person from a network st- standing on the floor while you're making a comedy show? Yeah. Has that ever lit up your life and <laughs> oh. made you feel fucking like a butterfly free to do whatever you wish? I'm trying wish? to think,
0: and I feel, like, I feel like maybe once or twice right. there has once been twice, that person. But most
3: of the time, they come in, they stand right. on the floor, they talk to each other, which is horrible. Right. They uh. talk to each other, and then they look at you and nod. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, no, what are they saying? This is my, <laughs> I'm dying up here. They're validating their Or they existences. get on their phone, and they go like this uh. while you're doing your thing, yeah. and you think, mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't expect them to come in with a bag of popcorn and fucking slap their thigh. <laughs> we're all that in a business here. would be funny there. if they're
2: like, they're performing. They're performing,
3: Ethel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the heads of the NBC. I mean, it was like you were and talking about earlier, have old-fashioned names Jamie. like Ethel. The, the first thing you get used to is, is that people don't like you. And right. I've had even managers say it to me, like, uh, they don't like you. And I'm like, you, cool. You right. know what I mean? That's the first thing mm. you learn to deal with is that there's people who don't like you. First of all, as a stand-up, the first thing that happens to you is you die on your ass. So you, it comes real quickly, the whole rejection thing. Ooh. But then show business sort of piles it on in this weird exponential way. And then, you know, I don't know. I, I, I didn't mean to come on and whine about show business the whole time. No, you haven't. Well, we're, I've been not very t- at all. we're not you talking been about whining show business. At all. <laughs> we're talking lucky. about
0: working for a relative. <laughs>
3: <laughs> See, now, I wish show I had a relative in show business Because that's the other thing I find oh, about yeah, Los Angeles Is that people's, people whose fathers and mothers Were writers and producers Are writers and producers or They're dancers, mandarins or, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this place has more hierarchy than feudal Japan mm-hmm. It like really does have been learning
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. you, that's Jamie, he, Farr's, Jamie Farr's granddaughter Is running the show Shit
3: like that <laughs> all the time, right? How many people burst their way in, worked their way up through the ranks, and made it on their own? Some, some, but the mostly Mm. people. George Clooney
0: is fifty second generation Hollywood. Mm -hmm. His family, (laughs) (laughs) fifty second
3: generation. It's weird, though. It's weird to me. I mean, everybody's using that show Girls right now as an example because. What about that show? A, a, every single girl on the show, if you read the, the recaps on the internet, they call them by their famous father's names. Oh, they don't call funny, them by their right? names. They call the so and so's <laughs> daughter is, did this and so and so's daughter did this. And it's like. Does that piss you off? No, because it's one, it's how it works. Two, I'm not going to make a show about 21 year old girls. So yeah. it's not something that's ripped from my book. You right. know what I mean? I, I don't I, have the I, insight. I would add three, it's actually a good show. Like, it's yeah. well done. Which right. one? It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. The show me, we were just talking about girls? But it's so yeah. typical of what show business is. <laughs> you seen it? Like, they didn't go out and find four unknown girls who could do the business. And I guarantee you, there are four unknown girls who could do the business. Yeah. They went to their friends who they were sitting at the pool with and, like, right. why, why don't you be on the show? And, oh, I'm your friend too. Well, why don't you be on? Like, you, you didn't see a giant net cast across right. America, is all I'm saying. <laughs> but, is but it bad? No. The, but I'm just saying, and I would also counter that
0: by saying that's how. Many Everything. businesses and industries work All is, industries. you know, this person's father was this, so they end up being this. Well, look, so. at, the,
3: look at the government, I mean, or the presidency right. or whatever. Right. All of our presidents go to Harvard or Yale, mm-hmm. oh, oh, except for Clinton, who went to Oxford. Right. But Obama, John Kerry, who ran for president, uh, b- both Bushes. I mean, the yeah. president of New Zealand went to Harvard. Like, every president goes to Harvard. And yeah. like, if you don't think that's yeah. a fucking cabal, you're crazy. Right. Because surely there's a bigger talent pool right. than yeah. two fucking universities on the East Coast. You should have gone to Harvard. <laughs> a lot of Hollywood writers man. Harvard. Uh, sure, yeah. Is oh, that, yeah. Is that a big deal? Yep. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. Just no, it's just weird to me.
2: I went to the College of Staten fucking Island. <laughs> yeah, I went to College of San Mateo.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we had a big arch rivalry with San Mateo. We have less self-esteem. Yeah, yeah, no, we do. We're only two years. All right. Uh, College no. of
0: Staten Island. Go seagulls. <laughs> yeah. We were the Bulldogs.
2: Go Seagulls. Would have been
0: better. (laughs) We have the largest garbage dump in the world. Fantastic. Staten
3: Island. Well, something to be proud of. Uh, All
0: right. Well, it feels like this is a good place to take a break. So let's do that. And we'll be back in a moment with a segment on the show that we like to call Working for a Relative. (laughs) Hello. This is Bill. Who? This is Ron Lynch. And I'm listening to this show with you. And I'm lying. We are back. You are listening to a segment on the show that we like to call Parting Shots. <laughs> Our guest today, of course, the great Greg Proops. Uh, let's start today with Amber.
1: Yay. Uh, my parting shot is...
0: One- I was going to go first, but then I saw that you were poking yourself in the <laughs> eye, so I figured I might as well. I
1: needed some sleep. I'm uh-huh. lacking some sleep. Um, Me too. One time I worked for my brother.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. Why not?
1: Uh, when i was 16 he was a manager part owner of a gaming supply company of course they made poker tables gaming is a brutal
2: fucking backbiting industry i'm kidding i don't know anything about it well it's all it's all nepotism (laughs) people who don't like gaming get into gaming it sucks
1: (laughs) it it was funny going on like (laughs) trips with him to visit clients, and I wouldn't Look be Look at al- these
3: sheaves of green velvet. Where will we put them? <laughs>
1: well, I wouldn't be allowed in. I wasn't old enough oh, to be right, in a casino. Yeah. But I was like the secretary for a little while.
0: Why did you just make a motion like you were climbing a ladder?
1: <laughs> was. Oh, I was typing. Oh. <laughs> a Work on your
3: mind. It's funny that you thought
1: that was climbing a ladder.
3: You're going to want to establish a place first. Greg's <laughs> <laughs> an improviser.
1: Uh, it was a lot of pressure. Um, but my brother is sort of an intense dude an incredibly intense dude mm. difficult to be around mm-hmm. I would say uh <laughs> a lot of people would say that I would agree
0: I would <laughs> agree a lot
1: of people you I haven't would met him
3: no but I would still agree
1: okay uh I trust you so
3: I think he's a lamb chop but <laughs> I mean, I'm, in the, I'm in that other camp <laughs> is he still in
1: gaming no he's also the fire chief he's Worn a lot of hats. Well,
3: those guys are very type A.
2: <laughs> they have to be super intense. You put that out now, Frank. <laughs> All no. right, Bob.
1: Wait, I thought that was your job. <laughs> um, anyway, so he would be civil to me. Like, I wouldn't even think of him as being super overly sweet, but just, hey, Amber, stuff oh. like that. And the other people of the office their jaws would drop because he was like speaking to me like i was a human being and i got that whole nepotism thing hey did
2: you see that he said hey yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) let me pick my jaw up
3: off he didn't physically injure her when he walked into the room like he does with us
0: who know he had that side to
3: no he's just
1: intense he's
0: outside putting out a fire (laughs) he should he should switch professions keep
1: it down
3: I remember when he fisted the Archduke Ferdinand. <laughs> that set off a whole cavalcade of things.
1: <laughs> but uh, also, they had me doing spreadsheets because they were so disorganized. It's hysterical looking back the on it now. The gaming
2: industry is so fucking disorganized. <laughs> <laughs> what
3: do you mean? Of course you gotta put... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I like it. how that got cut off in the middle. It. Yeah. Uh, put something with something. <laughs> of, course <laughs> the, of course the dice don't go in the slot machine. <laughs> put, put that with another thing. Another unspecified big <laughs> Snooker poker,
2: asshole. Whoa. That's what? pool, isn't it? No. All right, you're right. Snooker pool. Sorry.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> I don't
1: know what that Snooker, snooker pool. pool. I've never that's heard a, of that.
0: Snooker? That's no, a asshole. British term for pool. I've
1: never heard of it. Oh, okay. Anyway, oh, yeah. uh, they had me like... Could you put on one spreadsheet who we owe money to and who owes us money?
3: And we like to know that. <laughs> and we've entrusted a 16-year-old girl with this <laughs> yes. task because, as adult men, we have abrogated ourselves well, from all responsibility. Well,
1: and I figured out that there was people who were like double charging them, and they're like it was. It was super. The fucked. gaming
3: industry is very corrupt. <laughs> yes, as they, is the fire industry. <laughs> the Fire industry.
1: But uh, my brother actually got fired. From that company, Ironic.
2: because of your quasi- determination. No,
1: quasi recently because he was the president. Tried to burn the building and he down. Used like the company card to get a helicopter for his wife's birthday. or Hello, uh oh.
2: <laughs> but like going to Washington. But like D.C. everybody
1: was doing. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. But that was me working for my relatives. Well, I'm
0: glad that worked out. Uh, all right. I'm going to go next. Here is 75 cents to Jamie. Thank Jamie, you. what a mass of torn up napkins you oh, just created. Oh, I saw over that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is this the stress?
2: Jamie's stress? still here, by
0: the way,
1: folks. In I case am there's a 100. stress <laughs> pile. Folks, there's a stress pile.
0: There's a stress pile. Next to Jamie's microphone, he made, of torn he of made
1: napkins, balls. Last week, this week, it's more it's like all an in octopus. One piece. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, and then here's my other parting shot, and this is like this goes in the category of ah, who really cares ultimately? <laughs> but you were talking about the show you went to at Largo, where you had to get dressed up yeah. at the old at the old, uh, and it's entirely possible that I was on that show because the first show I ever did in L.A was that show. I went on, and you were on the show. And Jim the Gaff- old Monday Night Show. Yeah, and Jim Gaffigan was on the show. And this would have been in like 2000 or 2000. The old Largo uh-huh.
2: Monday Night, right?
0: Yeah. And I felt totally intimidated. Overwhelmed, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I had been doing stand up for like two or three years uh-huh. at that point, so I just and like I had you to follow Gaffigan, and I was like, "How right. am I supposed How to follow go? Gaffigan?" I destroyed. <laughs> Did you? I murdered. No, 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 I didn't. It was fine, but yeah. it wasn't like yeah. mm. like you you come into L. A. Like I, I was coming from New York, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna impress these people," and they don't give a fuck. They still don't give a fuck. Did after you
2: arrive I've been here for that day years? like Dean Moriarty, just jumping out of a car? Yeah,
1: yeah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes, here we go, baby. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Wide eyed.
0: Uh, but anyway, that's mine. Okay, let's go next to Jamie. Yeah. Um,
2: Misdirection.
0: I, I really enjoyed this episode. Me too. <laughs> I, put out
4: there? <laughs> I didn't say much, but it was fascinating. Thank you, Greg. Um, quick shout out to Flams Key Service again. Uh, my dad's locksmith shop on on Bionise in Sherman Oaks.
1: I like how we're shouting out to it. Um,
2: I'd there? like to shout out to my uncle's nasal nasal cleaning service. Over
0: there in Flatbush. He has a nasal cleaning <laughs> service. Imagine if I've he I've never did. heard of such a it's thing. It's a
1: pot, but.
0: <laughs> um, we'll go in your nose, we'll clean it out, and no one will be the wiser. <laughs> no one will be the wiser. You, though, have to
4: clean up after yourself. <laughs> I also want to follow up on our last episode. I talked about driving up Fairfax, and I saw a comedian yes. that we know. Is he fine? And Yes. I've did you talk to him too. about that? Yes, no, I did. No, I wasn't here for that <gasps> did you episode. You find oh, out what did what happened? what
1: did he say? He saw a comic that he thought was having a manic episode on the side of the street, uh, but he just drove by him and didn't do anything.
4: But I did follow up. <laughs> a
3: manic episode?
4: It turns out he was like, oh, I just had eaten Ethiopian food and was
0: digesting.
3: <laughs> oh my God. What a good answer! The symptoms are almost the same. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. But the lesson should not be people are probably fine.
1: <laughs> people are digesting Ethiopian yeah. food.
0: <laughs> um, I so I just it. want to put that out. There, the right? lesson should be: Hey, let's find out what's going on with this guy. Do we know? Can, we can't say who he nope, is. No. We can't.
2: That's too bad.
4: <laughs> um, so there's that. Brian Husky? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It wasn't. It wasn't Brian Husky. <laughs> and finally, Greg. If you can impart some knowledge to all of our listeners. Oh, yeah, everybody gets Although this. I think this whole episode has been a lot of that. but uh, That's true. Yeah,
3: I would have rather imparted humor, but apparently a bug <laughs> climbed up my ass this morning and uh, <laughs> turned the humor switch off. Also, no, I was
4: excited all week. I was like, I think I'm going to smoke pot before this episode, <laughs> but it never happened.
3: Well, we'll smoke after.
4: All right, cool. That's better <laughs> anyway. But Jamie,
0: finish the thought that you just said like he you just said impart some knowledge which would leave greg with the idea that he could say tiberius
4: Tiberius, was not a good emperor you know some words of inspiration some nuggets of truth or knowledge wow
1: something you live by everybody gets this
4: yes
3: uh something i live by Mm -hmm. uh Or that
1: helps you. You find helpful. Rule number
3: one, plenty of Colt 45. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Rule number two, see rule number number one. (laughs) (laughs) Drop the top and let's roll. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think... People Comics Young comics Ask for advice And then you realize How horribly old you are At a certain point Because they'll they'll ask me How long I've been doing it And I won't ever answer it anymore I've turned into (laughs) Greer Garson You know I'm I'm like Oh darling ever You know I I can't put a number on it anymore Because the number's too big Um So, uh, but I would say stage time is everything. And also my hope for the future is I think that people in their teens and 20s are going to be awesome when they run the world. I really think the whole world will be different and much funner than we're having to kill off every fascist now. They're dropping one by one. Uh, And uh, I I think it's going to require, sadly, I'll be dead. But in 30 or 40 years time, I think. Uh, a, a better, brighter world is going to happen because uh, we won't be arguing over whether women should be able to go to the doctor and <laughs> shit like that. Oh my the god! The kind of idiotic shit we're arguing about now. I now.
2: can't even. I can't even tune in to those arguments because yeah. I get
3: so enraged. Right? I, just, well, I thought I, it was I, I settled forty years getting, ago. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> well, I mean, well, you and I <laughs> We've had this discussion. We've had this discussion offstage, but like this presidential election is, I oh think, the most irrelevant thing I've oh ever seen. Oh my god! It anymore. is unbelievable. And that, the amount of money being spent on it, and the, the focus. I know. On it.
1: I want all that money go to the debt. Yeah, like, don't. Yeah.
3: It's all just nonsense. And but I really feel like uh, in two more generations it'll be gooder. When then there'll it'll be, be cleared then up. Then it, it'll but it'll be abortion, you should, Medical marijuana. The, but all Greg, the things do you think? About. Do
2: you think though to clear that shit out, it, there's going to be some kind of serious mass fu- revolution? revolution? Some, kind so. some kind of thing. Some kind of thing, and hopefully so. not violent.
3: But it seems like just some kind. The of... The dominant paradigm has to be. I mean the the way the government's run now and the way it's interconnected to business has has choked us to death. But but the fact that there is an occupy movement and the fact that people are even talking about it is what gives me hope. Mm -hmm. That's my words of inspiration. That's great.
0: That's a positive. That's a great positive message. Now, what's weird is. Mm. I'm gonna go next to Greg for his parting shot. Even though you just said all that, (laughs) you still have the responsibility of giving us a parting shot.
3: Well, Well, I can be extraordinarily boring and pedantic and tell you that uh, a parting shot is a a derivation from uh, the Romans who fought the Parthians quite a lot. And uh, uh, Crassus lost (laughs) several legions in uh, fighting the Parthians in the desert and then Antony mm. went there as well and didn't do very well the Parthians were mounted troops and they were superb uh, archers so they could while oh, they were mounted turn shot. all the way around and sh- and let off five or six arrows in about a minute backwards and that is a Parthian
0: shot yeah well that's funny because one of our that one of our great. listeners actually commented was that, that. Knudsen? I don't no 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 it was it was a comment on the website. That somebody left yeah. saying that, and I thought it was a joke. No, no, I was the, like,
3: "The Romans called it a partying shot, and then it became a parting shot, the, because you couldn't, you, as you chase the fuckers off the field, and they did the kind of the Genghis Khan defense, right, where you bring in the cavalry and then you draw out the infantry and then you fuck off off the field and you get them to chase you, and as soon as they chase you, that's when you right. flank them." So that's how the party. So I think
0: I think we're in a segment on the show called "Partying Shots." <laughs> uh, all right, Eddie, and the what's your partying shot? It's a fucking Jagerbomb, man.
3: <laughs> that's the partyingest shot of all. We'll be back with that is more from, Eddie Pepitone That is also on the from the parties zoo. who
0: love Bombs.
2: Yeah. Eddie. Uh, my party shot. I guess I'll talk uh, very briefly how I got so fucking high working for my uncle. Um, mm-hmm. Working for my uncle in construction. Oh, we're back to
0: working for a relative. Yeah, yeah.
2: I just wanted to put that in there. Okay. <laughs> um, working for my uncle. <laughs> And it was a brutal job in Brooklyn, like brutal in the sense that my uncle Brutality. was unlicensed. He was unlicensed in a lot of things. Like he was an unlicensed. He, he would do electric for people and then get Shiatsu sued massage. and then get sued for putting in the electric. Nice. Like Sub-code. his business, his business. It was just this bloodbath mm. of like, oh, my God, you know, I got to make the bills. And he would hire me because I was his, his brother. It was really a bloodbath.
0: There was no blood involved. Was there, was, there? Yes, there was. I got really high one day.
1: <laughs>
2: Set up. <laughs> I got really high because I love to get high. I would do such mindless work. Like I love uh, to get high back then. Just painting a wall, yeah, yeah, stone yeah. and we'd have a radio on, and I would just be in heaven. Yeah, I'd that be like, nice. like, Oh, I'm painting and there'd be fucking rock and roll yeah. on and I'd be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get high again in another half hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I by yeah, the way, yeah, that's yeah. what I would do yeah. when I was in that period of really smoking a lot of pot and doing construction and be like, it's eleven and The last time I got high was was 10.30 I got another half hour Before I got high again But anyway This day I'm painting My uncle is next to me And he's doing shit With the skill sword And he always did things quickly It was hilarious Because (laughs) we would The guys he had Working for him Would be going really slow Because we were high And didn't care (laughs) And he was like We gotta get the deadline He was on coke
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well and you're probably They were probably all Getting paid per hour So they don't wanna get it done Ahead of time We were all
2: getting paid Nothing but Anyway he cut his leg With the skill sword were really oh bad. God. So there was Leg. blood. There was a lot of blood. It became there will be blood, and um, there was blood. It, and I became there like blood. I became like oh, the deaf kid. If you've seen that movie, like when uh, his kid uh, goes deaf and he's just because as soon what, as my what home, are you
0: I don't know about? the, the analogy is right. not working. <laughs> Scratch that. Are you talking about Mr. Holland's Opus? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Trippendorf's <laughs> tribe. <laughs>
0: Anyway,
2: just naming I Richard froze. I, I did one of those stoner things. Close Encounters. I did one of those stoner things of like, I was what supposed to Bob? drive him to the Job. hospital. <laughs> it was just me and him at this point. I was supposed to drive him to the hospital and I I I was so stoned. I'm just seeing the blood. I don't I don't like it. The sight of blood. I don't care for it. I, I don't care for it. That's that's the that's the attitude I took when he He was like, You gotta drive me to the hospital. And I was like, okay. And then he found that he knew I was stoned. He was just like, oh. he zeroed in he never gave a shit. He never zeroed in on people, but then he zeroed in on me, knew I was stoned, and he was just like, You fuck he's just bleeding all <laughs> I over the car. A nightmare. And he had a drive because i was I just became that paralytic yeah, stone yeah, person, yeah, useless, and then I was just next to him, <laughs> and he's just lecturing me with his leg bleeding in the car, and I'm just like, ah. and he's like, "Never get high, never get high." And after that, I just started doing uh, uppers. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't smoke weed. Oh, that's great. That I started out. doing uppers. <laughs> at least
1: there's a happy ending. Yeah.
2: That's my party shot.
1: Uh,
2: all
0: right, well, great. So, Greg, thank you so much for being <laughs> here. Yes, Greg, um, thank you, man. Sorry to, about the lack of go, humor during no, no, the No, no, no. Go to iTunes and pick up The Smartest Man in the World, Greg's hilarious podcast. Um, you can also find it at gregproops.com, where I'm sure you can also find out more information about where and when you're performing. And uh, and that's uh, that's our show. This has been the Long Shot. We'll see you next time on this show. Working with a relative, (laughs) we did it. You, bye,
1: hooray!
4: Thank you. For past and future episodes of the Long Shot podcast, join us online at thelongshotpodcast.com.